Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. series, a series, a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket, book the eighth, The Hostile Hospital, chapter four. Okay, let's see if this one's a quickie because it is almost ready for Peyton or almost time for Peyton to start getting ready for school. Okay, that's not terrible. Whether you have been sent to the principal of what to see the principal of your school for throwing wet paper towels at the ceiling to see if they stick or taken to the dentist to plead with him to hollow out one of your teeth so that you can smuggle a single page of your latest book in the past guards to the past the guards at the airport is never a pleasant feeling to stand outside of the door of an office as the Baudelaire orphan stood at the door at the door reading office of the head of human of resources once they were reminded of all of the unpleasant offices that they had recently visited. On their first day at Proof Rock Preparatory School, before they had even met Isidore and Duncan Quagmire, the Baudelaire's had visited the office of Vice Principal Nero and learned all about all of the Academy's strict and unfair rules. When they worked at Lucky Smells Lumber Mill, the, the siblings had been summoned to the office of the owner, who made it very clear that their dreadful situation, how dreadful their situation was. And, of course, Violet, Klaus, and Sonny had many, many times been to Mr. Poe's office at the bank where he coughed into the phone and made decisions about the Baudelaire's future that had not proven to be good ones. But even if the children had not at all had all of these unfortunate experiences in the office, it was perfectly understandable to the Baudelaire's that the children had to stand a few moments in front of the 17th door on, uh, on the left and gather their courage to knock. I'm sure... I'm not sure that we should take this risk, Violet said. If Babs has read this morning's edition of the Daily Punctilio, she'll recognize us as soon as we walk through that door. We may as well be knocking on the door of our jail cell. But the Library of Records might be our only hope, Klaus said. We need to find out who Jacques Snicket really is and where he worked and how he knew us. If we can get some evidence, we can convince people that the council that the Count Olaf is still alive <sighs> and that we're not murderers. Kuroi, Sonny said, which meant, besides, the quagmire triplets are far, far away, <clears throat> and we only have a few pages of their notebook. We need to find the real meaning of VFD, Sonny's right, Klaus said. In the library of records, we might even solve the mystery. That underground passageway led to Jerome and Esme Squalor's apartment to the ashy remains of the Baudelaire mansion. Afaku, Sonny said, which meant something like, and the only way to get into the library of records is if we talk to Bab, so it's a risk we have to take. All right, Violet said, looking at her sister and smiling. You've convinced me. But if Babs begins looking suspiciously, we leave. Agreed? Agreed, Klaus said. Yep, Sonny said and knocked on the door. Who is it? Babs' voice called out. All three members of the volunteer fighting disease, Violet replied. We're here to volunteer at the Library of Records. Come in, Bob said, and the children opened the door and walked into the office. I was wondering when somebody would show up, the head of human resources continued. I was just finishing reading up the morning's paper. These three terrible children are running around killing people. 
The Baudelaire's looked at one another and were about to run back out the door when they saw something in the office that changed their mind. The office of the head of human resources at Heimlich Hospital was a small one with a small desk and two small chairs and a small window decorated with two small curtains. On the window was a small vase of yellow flowers and on the wall was a small tasteful portrait of a man leading a horse to a small pond of fresh water. But it was not the furnishings, the flower arrangement, or the tasteful artwork that made the three orphans stop. Bab's voice had come from a direction of the desk. The Baudelaire's had expected, but they didn't expect to see, was that Bab's was not sitting behind a desk, or even beneath it. Instead, a small square intercom speaker, just like the ones on the outside of the hospital, had been placed in the middle of the desk, and it was from the desk speaker that the spe- that the speaking had been spoken. It was strange to hear speaking from a speaker instead of a person who was speaking, but the children realized that they could not be recognized if Babs could not see them, so they did not run out of the room. We're, the th- we're three children, too, Violet said, speaking into the speaker, trying to be as honest as she could, but we'd much rather volunteer in the hospital instead of than embark on a life of crime. If you're the if you're children, then be silent, Bab said. In my opinion, children should be seen and not heard. I'm an adult, so it follows that I should be heard and not seen. That is why I work exclusively over the intercom. You will be working exclusively with the most important things we do in the hospital. Can you guess what that is? Healing sick people, Klaus guessed. Be silent, said the speaker in command. Children should be seen and not heard. Remember, just because I can't see you doesn't mean that you should start babbling about the sick people. You're wrong anyways. The most important thing that we can do at the hospital is paperwork, and you will be working at the Library of Records filing paperwork. I'm sure this will be difficult for you because children never have any administrative experience. Hend, Sunny said in disagreement. Violet was about to explain that her sister meant along something along the night lines of actually i worked at an administrative assistant at proof rock preparatory school but the intercom speaker was too busy reproving the baudelaire's phrase which meant something which means shouting be silent which means shouting be silent at every opportunity be silent the speaker said instead of chattering away report to the library of records at once the library of records is located in the basement at the very bottom of of the staircase next to this office. You'll go straight there every morning when the van arrives at Heimlich Hospital, and then you'll return straight to the van at the end of each day. The van will take you home. Are there any questions? The Baudelaire's had plenty of questions, of course, but they did not ask them. They knew that if they said even one word, the intercom speaker would command them to be silent. And besides, they were eager to get to the library of records where they had hoped to see the answers of the most important question of their lives. Excellent, the speaker said, you're learning to be seen instead of heard. Now, get out of my office. The children got out of that office and quickly found the staircase that the speaker had mentioned. The Baudelaire's were glad that the route to the library of records was so easy to remember because the Heimlich Hospital seemed to be a place where it would be easy to get lost. The staircase curved this way and that, leading so many doors and corridors, and every ten feet or so, nailed to the wall just below the intercom speaker, was a complicated map of the hospital, filled with arrows and stars and other symbols that the Baudelaire's did not recognize. Every so often, the children would see someone from the hospital walking towards them, although near Although neither the volunteer fighting di- volunteers fighting disease nor the head of human resources had recognized the three children, it was certain that someone in the hospital must have read the Daily Punctilio, and the Baudelaire's did not want to be seen or heard. They had to, they would have to turn and face the wall, pretending to consult the map if anybody was walking by, so they did not see their faces. 
That was close, Violet said in relief, when a group of chatting doctors had gone by without even glancing at the youngsters. That was close, Klaus agreed, and we don't want to get any closer. I don't think we should go back to the man at the end of the day or any other day. Sooner or later, we're, going to bound to be, we're bound to be recognized. You're right, said Violet. We just have to wait and th- wait. We have to walk through the hospital every day just to get to the van. But then where will we go at night? People will think that it's odd if there are children sleeping in the library of records. Half, Sunny uh, suggested. That's a pretty good idea, Violet replied. We could sleep in the unfinished half of the hospital. Nobody will go there at night. Sleeping all by ourselves, Klaus said. It's cold and dark. Well, it can't be much worse than the orphanage at orphanage shack or proof at proofrec prep, Violet said. Dania, Sunny said, which meant, or the bedroom at Count Olaf's house. Klaus shuddered, remembering how terrible it was when Count Olaf had been their guardian. Ugh, you're right, he said, stopping at the door, reading Library of Records, the unfinished wing of the hospital that can't be that bad. Baudelaire's knocked on the door, which opened almost immediately to reveal that one of the oldest men they had ever met, wearing one of the tiniest pair of glasses that they had ever seen, each lens was scarcely bigger than a grain pea, and the old man had to squint in order to look through them. My eyesight isn't what it used to be, he said, but you appear to be children, and you're very familiar children, too. I'm certain I've seen your faces somewhere. The Baudelaire's looked at one another in panic, not knowing whether to dash out of this room or to try to convince the man that he was mistaken. You're the new volunteer. We're the new volunteers, Violet said. I don't think we've been here before. Babs assigned us to work in the library of records, Klaus said. Well, you've come to the right place, the old man said with a wrinkled smile. My name is Hal, and I've worked here in the library of records for more years than I'd like to count. I'm afraid my eyesight isn't what it used to be, so I asked Babs if some volunteers could help me. Well, look, Sunny said. My sister says that we're happy to be of assistance, Violet said, and we are. I'm glad to hear that, Hal said, because there's a lot of work to be done. Come on, and I'll explain to you what to do. The Baudelaire's walked through the door and found themselves in a small room, not much bigger than a small table that held a bowl of fresh fruit. This is the library, Klaus said. Oh, no, said the man. This is just the, the, this is just an an antechamber interesting a small room that i'm using to store fruit if you get hungry during the day so help yourself to anything out of the bowl also this is this is where the intercom is so we'll have to report here whenever babs makes an announcement he led them back to their room to a small to a small door and took a loop of string out of the pocket of his coat on the loop on the loop of string were hundreds of keys that made tiny clanging noises as they jostled one another Hal quickly found the right key to unlock the door. This, he said, is a small smile. With the small smile is the library of records. He ushered the children inside the dim room with very low ceilings so that Hal's gray hair almost brushed against the top. But although the, ver- the room was not very tall, it was enormous. The library of records stretched so far out in front of the Baudelaire's that they could scarcely see the opposite wall. Or, as the children looked from side to side and left to right, all they could see were big metal file cabinets with neatly labeled drawers describing the files contained inside. The cabinet files were placed in row after row as far as they could see. The rows were placed very close together so that the siblings had to walk behind Hal instead of in a single file line. 
as he gave them a tour of the room. I have organized everything myself, he explained. The Library of Records contains information not only from Heimlich Hospital, but all over the area. Here's some information about the poetry pills from the picture frames in the pyramid, and from the pudding to psychology. That's just the pea aisle, which we're walking down right now. What an amazing place, Klaus said. Just think of everything we can learn from reading all of these files. Oh, no, 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 Hal said, shaking his head. We're supposed to file the information. I don't want to see you touching any of these files except when you're working with them. That's why I keep all of these cabinets locked up tight. Now, let me show you exactly what you'll be wor- where you'll be working. Hal led them to a far place on the wall and pointed a small rectangular hole, just wide enough for Sunny or maybe Klaus to crawl through. Besides, the hole was a basket was a basket with a large stack of paper in it and a bowl filled with paper clips. Authorities deposit information into the information chute, which which begins outside of the hospital and ends right here, he explained. I need two people to help me file these deposits at the right place. Here's what you do. First, you remove the paper clip and put them in this bowl. Then you glance at the information figure right here where it goes. Remember, try and read as little as possible. He paused, unclipped a small stack of paper, and squinted at the paper at the top of the page. For instance, he said, Oh, for instance, he continued, you have to read a few words to see these paragraphs are about last week at the Democles Dock, which is on the shore of the lake someplace. So you would ask me to unlock cabinets in the aisle D for Democles, or W for weather, or even P for paragraphs. It's your choice. But won't it be difficult for people to find that information again, Klaus asked? Won't they know whether to look under D, W, or P? Then they'll have to look under all three, he said. Sometimes the information you need is not the mo- in the most obvious place. Remember, paperwork is the most important thing we do at this hospital. So it's your job. So your job is very important. Do you think that the do you think that you can file these papers correctly? I'd like you to start right away. <sighs> I think we can, Violet said. But what will the third volunteer do? Hal looked embarrassed and held up some held up the loop of strings with all the keys. I lost some of the keys to the file cabinets, he admitted. And I need someone I need someone to use some some sort of sharp object to open them. Me, Sunny said. My sister means she'd be perfect because she has very sharp teeth, she explained. Your sister? Hal scratched his head somehow. I knew that you three children were from the same family. I cert- I'm certain it was just I was just reading about you somewhere. The children looked at one another again and felt a nervous flutter in their stomachs. Do you read the Daily Punctilio? Klaus asked. Oh, gosh, of course not, Hal said with a frown. That newspaper is the worst paper I've ever seen. Nearly every story of print is an absolute lie. The Baudelaire smiled in relief. We can't tell you how happy we are to hear that, Violet said. Well, I guess we'd better get to work. Oh, yes, yes, Hal said. Come on. Come on, little one. I'll show you where the locked cabinets are, and you two start filing. I just wish I could remember the the man's old voice trailed off as he snapped his fingers and grinned. There are many reasons, of course, why someone might snap their fingers and grin. If you heard some pleasing music, for instance, you might snap your fingers and grin to demonstrate that the music had charms that you could that could soothe a savage, a savage breast. But I think that that's what's supposed to be savage beast, but okay, whatever. 
savage beast. But if you were employed as a spy, you might snap your fingers and grin in order to deliver a message in secret snapping and grinning code. But you also might snap your fingers and grin if you had been trying to hard to remember something that had suddenly succeeded. Hal was not listening to music in the Library of Records. And after nine months, six days, and 14 hours of research, I can say with reasonable certainty that Hal was not employed as a spy. So it would be sensible to conclude that he had just remembered something. I just remembered something, he said. I know why I've seen why you seem so familiar, Hal continued to lead Sunny down the hall of the cabinets to show where the teeth where her teeth could be handy. So his voice floated over the two older Baudelaire's as if speaking into the intercom. I didn't read it, of course, but there's some information about you in the file about the Snicket fires. What? Hold on. The Snicket fires, Peyton? What are the Snicket fires? Peyton, what are the Snicket fires? You don't know? Can't say. Can you not say or do you not know? Can't say. Ugh. My gosh, of course she can't say. She's so good at keeping secrets.